Hi, I'm Thomas. Welcome to the Parachute Advice Podcast. My life has taken a lot of twists and turns, and on this podcast, I will dive into those experiences. The goal is to help everyone listening learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes I've made. Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Parachute Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, I want to reflect on the last year since hitting my weight loss goal. First off, I can't begin to explain just how great I still feel about everything I accomplished. That said, it still feels so surreal to me. To this day, when I look in the mirror, I still see little to no change, and at the same time, a completely different person. I'm not sure if that makes sense, and I'm not sure how to explain it to anyone who hasn't been through it, but it's how I see things virtually every time I look in the mirror. Pictures are a whole other type of surreal. When I look at old pictures of myself and compare them to how I look today, I can't believe that that's the same person. But now comes the hard part, and the one I think will surprise most people, but shouldn't shock you. Losing the weight was frankly the easy part. I know for someone who is still struggling with their weight, this might not make sense, but once I got into the groove, it was easy. Just do the same thing every day. You get used to feeling a little bit hungry. You get comfortable with the uncomfortable of weight loss, like being cold, craving foods, or dwelling on what post-weight loss life may be like. After it's over and you hit your goal, now you have to acknowledge you can never, ever go back to your old lifestyle if you want to keep the weight off. I struggle with this every day. I know I can't stop focusing on my lifestyle, but God, does it get old. I feel like I'm putting in all this effort every day to try and not change, and as a result, it's like a hamster wheel. You go and you go and you go with no destination. But I have to remind myself every day, the lack of change is the reward. Not changing is the accomplishment. Every day I don't go back to my old lifestyle and every day I don't put my weight back on, I have won another little battle. Damn is it hard and it drags on me mentally some days. I will say the perk is I can be less strict during this phase. But to be clear, my definition of less strict would probably feel like and sound like a diet to 95% of people out there. As I think I've mentioned before, now my goal is to hold my weight in a range. I personally try to never go below 170 or above 185 pounds. Have I done both? Yes, several times. Usually when my weight drops significantly, it's temporary and tied to not feeling good and under eating just because I'm not hungry. As for over, I hit over 185 pounds several times after becoming too lax on my diet or maintenance. This has included post-surgery when I had to stop working out for several months and having some holidays in there where I definitely way overdid it on the food. But the minute I hit over 185 pounds, I make sure to tighten things down. What do I mean by this? Well, first is making sure I start logging every little piece of food I eat, including the freebies I've allowed myself. I've also become way more lax with some of these, quote, freebie foods. I've mentioned several times that I allow myself, quote, freebie items, which are primarily low-calorie things that I just don't log. For example, I rarely track the one tomato I eat on my sandwiches for lunch or the onions and mustard I use on those sandwiches as well. But if I hit or go above 185 pounds, I start logging those too. Just the other day, I made lunch. And because I was a little over 185, I made sure to put down that I ate one Roma tomato spread across three sandwiches and several ounces of white onion. I also go back to making sure I weigh all of my food and track every little thing with it. For example, one of my favorite snacks lately has been fat-free Ready Whip over sugar-free cherry snack packs before bed. 
The can of Ready Whip says 37 five calorie servings. So I started marking each time I use it to see just how fast I go through it. What did I discover? Well, I was logging three servings each time I had some, but in reality, I was eating six servings. Not the end of the world, but good to know. It was the difference between 30 calories a day instead of 15 calories a day that I was logging. Do this enough on small little things each day, and it can really add up to several hundred calories even. That could be the difference between maintaining or putting on a little weight. For me, I'm not overly concerned because I have calculated my maintenance calories at about 2,000 a day, and most days I'm averaging about 1,700 logged. So basically to maintain, I can be off by a few hundred calories with little to no impact to my maintenance period. Where the problem comes in is post a few pounds weight gain. Now those few hundred calories start to matter. Couple that with a quote cheat day or cheat vacation and it's easy to put a few pounds on and then not be able to get them off. This is something I'm struggling with as I record this episode post Nashville vacation. My Nashville vacation, which will be a whole separate episode on its own, was basically me quitting my diet or maintenance period for four days. But while I was on this trip, I decided to be extremely lax in how I ate. Realistically, like I just said, more or less quit it altogether. I came home, and I've averaged four pounds heavier than pre-trip, and it has been a struggle to get back to where I would like to be. It didn't help that after the trip, several weekends in a row basically turned into free-for-alls with parties and events. As a result, I really needed to lock down my tracking and focus on limiting my weekend party. Why do I know I need to really lock it down on my tracking? Well, if my tracking was accurate, I should have lost at least a couple pounds since the trip, but I have bounced between my post-trip weight and 178 pounds. But the struggle is I don't seem to be keeping the weight off fully. Could this just be a plateau? Of course. But it really feeds my fears of gaining the weight back that I had lost. One thing I need to remember every day is I am so much healthier than I was way back when I had all of the weight on. And let's keep in mind, I'm struggling mentally with being 184 pounds versus 178 pounds. That's really not a big deal in the scheme of things. I still know that I'm far healthier today than I was at my heaviest. And I also am struggling with the fact that I have yet to get back to my pre-surgery weight, which was my optimal weight for me. I did very well sitting at 175 pounds for the first three months of the year before I had surgery. But now since then, I've really struggled to get back to that. And I really think that that's feeding some of my fears and anxiety about gaining the weight back. At one point, my weight spiked up to as high as 190 pounds. I was able to pull that back down to 178 on average till Nashville. But since Nashville and the surgery, it's been a struggle every day. I know the one thing that's driving this slow pace of improvement is I'm trying very hard to avoid going back on a hardcore calorie deficit diet. I'm really trying to avoid my old, quote, diet. I just don't want to if possible. I think it would really stress me out. Currently, I'm trying to stay, and this is just an estimate, at about 1,500 to 2,000 calories under maintenance for the week to lose about a half a pound a week. I think the biggest reason I'm being hard on myself is because I know from previous experience just how easy it is to fall back into bad habits and put all the weight back on. I can't even begin to tell you how scared of that I am. There are just so many reasons I worry about screwing up and ending up where I started. It has really begun to weigh on me mentally. The last three to six months of maintenance have been tough. I panic at times thinking, what will people think of me if I gain all the weight back? Just how disappointed everyone would be with me. How disappointed I'd be with myself. I truthfully think 
falling back to where I was pre-diet would be soul-crushing for my mental health, especially since it's become so much of my life, both personally and professionally. Not even to mention this podcast. I can't imagine having to record an episode explaining how I've gained all the weight back. Then, let's be honest, back to cheat me again, there's all the expenses I would have. I just got a whole new wardrobe since losing all the weight, and I've finally gotten rid of virtually all of my old clothes. I can't imagine having to buy all new stuff again. Plus, what about my health? I feel so good now. The last thing I want to do is to start feeling like shit again. But I know at the end, I have to find balance and be okay with where things are and where they could go. Why do I share all of this with you? Well, it's certainly not to scare anyone, but it's more to educate you on why having a real understanding of what life will be post-weight loss is so important. Thankfully, I've gotten some really good insights from people like Ethan Suplee of the podcast, The American Glutton, and from John Glaud, better known as the YouTuber and Instagram star, Obese to Beast. Ethan Suplee really talks a lot about how how for so long he failed because he just dieted to a goal and then either went right back to his old ways or drifted back to them over time and would have to start all over again. I think his stories really struck a chord with me because it's how I ended up putting most of the weight back on after the first time when I lost 40 pounds. It's also why I'm being so hard on myself this time. My thought process is, if I am strict in my mindset for long enough, I can just make it a permanent part of my lifestyle. A lifestyle that I can't even imagine deviating from at that point. For example, I still watch very closely what I eat when I go out most times. An article posted on trifectanutrition.com cited several studies on what you eat impacting long-term maintenance success. A study from the NIH titled, Postprenatal Energy Expenditure in Whole Food and Processed Food Meals, Implications for Daily Energy Expenditure suggests that decreasing your intake of heavily processed foods may be more beneficial for weight management. The study found that your body may burn twice as many calories digesting simple foods compared to heavily processed foods. Also, Growing research continues to suggest that eating a diet consisting of mostly whole foods is associated with better weight outcomes as discussed in the study, changes in diet and lifestyle, and long-term weight gain in women and men from the NIH. How does this play into my life? Well, I just recently went out to Taco Place with friends after a motorcycle ride. I can't even begin to tell you how much I love Mexican food and good authentic street tacos. But what did I order? Not delicious street tacos. Why? Because I was just off my trip to Nashville and trying to get better aligned in my diet. Instead, I got a salad with dressing on the side. It was spring mix with about an ounce of crumbled cheese, a quarter of an avocado, and some toasted tortilla chip strips. I used about two tablespoons of the dressing. I logged it all and enjoyed just one Miller Lite beer for a great light meal. According to the NIH study, rapid weight loss versus slow weight loss which is more effective on body composition and metabolic risk factors, the number one cause behind weight gain is not a destroyed metabolism. It's poor calorie control and not having a handle on what a proper maintenance diet should look like. So you ask, why am I rambling on about this topic of the struggle to maintain? As I mentioned at the end of the maintenance episode, the biggest thing about maintenance is it's all about creating a lasting lifestyle for yourself. Will it always be easy? Not at all. We all have demons. No one who has been as overweight as me got there by being good at limiting calorie intake. And guess what? It's not easy. It's frankly harder than I ever expected. I did a lot of soul searching when on this journey and thought I was prepared for this part, but it turns out I wasn't. 
I hope by sharing things I've learned and struggles I've had, I can help each of you when the time comes. Candidly, there are days I want to just throw in the towel and give up. While not frequently, they do come up. I have to remind myself each time why I'm doing this. According to an article on Healthline titled The 17 Best Ways to Maintain Weight Loss, only about 20% of dieters who start off overweight end up successfully losing weight and keeping it off in the long term. What are the top reasons people regain the weight they lost? They go on to say the top reasons are restrictive diets, extreme calorie restrictions may slow your metabolism and shift your appetite regulating hormones, which are both factors that contribute to weight regain. Wrong mindset. When you think of a diet as a quick fix rather than a long-term solution to better your health, you will be more likely to give up and gain back the weight you lost. Lack of sustainable habits. Many diets are based on willpower rather than habits you can incorporate into your daily life. They focus on rules rather than lifestyle changes, which may discourage you and prevent weight maintenance. Lack of sustainable habits. There it is, the one that I worry about every day and I've been beating around the bush in this whole episode. Do I have them or not? I'm not sure to be honest. I think so, but think only time will truly tell me. So how do you build these habits or more importantly maintain them? One key I mentioned in episode 14 was to weigh yourself regularly. According to an NIH study titled Weighing Everyday Matters, Daily weighing improves weight loss and adaption of weight control behaviors. Monitoring your weight by stepping on the scale on a regular basis may be a helpful tool for weight maintenance. This is because it can make you aware of your progress and encourage weight control behaviors. They found those who weigh themselves may also eat fewer calories throughout the day, which is helpful in maintaining weight loss. In another NIH study titled The Efficacy of Daily Self-Weighing Weight Loss Intervention Using Smart Scales and Email, they found people who weighed themselves six days a week on average consumed 300 fewer calories per day than those who monitored their weight less frequently. How often you weigh yourself is a personal choice. I find it helpful to weigh myself daily, while others might prefer checking their weight once or twice a week. In the end, it's data and that's it, nothing more. It's not a measurement of self-worth. Do not treat it as a measurement of self-worth. One thing I have learned is to find things that make you happy about the struggle. I'm currently reading the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. This is a brief description from Amazon on the book. The book draws its inspiration from Stoicism, the ancient Greek philosophy of enduring pain or adversity with perseverance and resilience. Stoics focus on the things they can control, let go of everything else, and turn every new obstacle into an opportunity to get better, stronger, tougher. As Marcus Aurelius put it nearly 2,000 years ago, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. This book has many, many fans, including former governor and movie star Arnold Schwarzenegger, hip-hop icon LL Cool J, and tennis pro James McGee the world's number one golfer, Rory McIlroy, and the coaches and players of winning teams like Team the New England Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Chicago Cubs. Why do I share this book and all of the accolades it's gotten? Well, I find a lot of comfort and guidance in the idea that by struggling with these issues, I'm becoming stronger for them. I also know that we have to focus on the little actions we control and not the big picture. What do I mean? Well, yes, Your weight will fluctuate, and yes, you will have out-of-control points like my Nashville trip, but those don't need to derail things. Focus on what you can control or want to control. 
My trip was all about not being on a plan, but instead just enjoying the four days. That itself took a lot of effort to be okay with. I had to be okay with the potential outcome, which I'm now struggling through. I have to be much stricter with my plan as we go through the prime fun of the summer. But this is the result of my choice, a choice I've chosen to do and chosen to own. As I keep repeating, know your choices and own them. Next, celebrate the victories when they come. Whether it's getting your weight back to goal, making healthy choices while out to dinner, or just going back to your plan after a few days off of it. This will sound crazy, but one thing I like to do from time to time is put on some of my old clothes, the few items I still have left around the house. I still have some t-shirts I wear that are 3XL, and at my heaviest, those were getting tight. Now, I just look ridiculous with them on. It's like a dress almost. This really helps put all of the effort into perspective. Next is activity and how good I feel since dropping all the weight. When I'm down or frustrated, I'll go do something very active. Whether it's work out, go for a long walk, hit a park by my house for a hike, or go on a long motorcycle ride. A long motorcycle ride, you ask? Well, at my heaviest, I was lucky to get an hour of riding in before needing to take a break because of the discomfort. Now it's not unheard of for me to ride an hour plus and then do something active afterwards, or just ride for hours between fuel stops. Hell, just this past Father's Day, I rode over an hour through the country roads to a motorcycle hill climb event. I then had to walk several blocks up a steep hill to get a good viewpoint, and I did all this like it was nothing. I try to remind myself just how terrible that would have been a few years ago. What is really funny is my desire to have a beer and a burger at the event faded almost instantly because I was reminded of how that type of eating and drinking led to me being overweight. Instead, I enjoyed a light lunch that I had packed and headed back out for more riding. One thought experiment I do all the time to stay motivated is thinking what it would be like if I went and picked up even 50% of the weight I lost and just walked around with it. I can't even begin to fathom what it would be like to have to carry 100 pounds around each day, let alone the 200 pounds of weight I lost. When everything is said and done, this whole journey was only partly about losing the weight. It was much more about building a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Just know your struggles are not weird or wrong. All of us who have been there and been down this path have had them. And yes, failure is always a chance, but you can always get back on track if it happens. I'll leave you today with these three points from a WebMD article that I think hit the nail on the head. In the article titled Nine Secrets of Successful Weight Maintenance, they give nine tips to be successful in maintenance and three really spoke to me. First, do it for yourself. Your desire to maintain must be driven by something that's deeper and consistent with your own internal values, said Scott Kahn, MD, director of the National Center for Weight and Wellness. Think back to our discussion about intrinsic or internal motivation. Take some time to think about what really is important to you and how your weight ties into that. For example, do you want to be there to see your grandkids grow up or take the biking vacation that you've always wanted to do? The next tip Get your baggage in check. Many people turn to food when they're stressed. If that's you, learning new ways to handle your emotions is a must. If needed, re-listen to my episode on mental health. I talk a lot about the baggage I had. And the third tip that really spoke to me is keep getting back on the wagon. Vacations, holidays, and stressful life situations happen, and no one eats according to plan all the time. That's okay. The trick is to get back on course as soon as possible. Make it a learning experience, not a failure. 
Remember that you can move on from setbacks and maintenance is a marathon, not a sprint. Enjoy the journey and you will be successful. Thank you for listening. Please join me again for future episodes. You can contact me at parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at parachuteadvice. Again, thank you for listening, and please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.